Bush and Richie here with another episode of your uh, hometime Bush and Richie daily takeaway. I'll get the name of this podcast down, Pat, pretty soon. Don't you worry about it. Uh, Richie's come up with a game though to uh, yeah uh, enthrall everyone. The numbers, <laughs> the numbers yesterday were huge, uh, which our podcast team are very much putting down to the, uh, the the kicking of the paper ball into the bin. So that was that got big numbers, did it? Yeah, feedback says that people love those games at the beginning of an episode. Where, where's the stats and all that? I'd love to see that. It'd be so I interesting. I will share them with you. Unfortunately, I've digested them and deleted today. Deleted the email with the stats. But I will okay. send on tomorrow's. Uh, big numbers, you say, though, right? Big numbers. Okay. Yeah, we're talking exponential growth. Wow. Like downloads. Why? I can't argue with that. It's fantastic. We'd better do something similar then. Here I have a packet of Maltesers. Okay. All right. I want you to wager how many out of five Maltese do you think you could throw into my mouth from where you are? Can I just say before we do this, uh, I my mum right has always had this thing about us choking. So we, I've grown up on fear of of choking of on stuff. So the idea of throwing because we're quite close to each other here. We me, are. Me kind of hurling a, a Malteser into your throat. Would you Would you not get you don't the, have, choke you on you it? Don't, but you don't have to throw it, do you? You don't have to hurl it. It could be sort of what I would call an underhand lob, okay. which immediately takes down the velocity of it going in. I, I suppose the the um, the medical thing is on you then. Of course I, it is. I've just put it up there. You've it, gone for it. Yeah. I, I. You know, if you absolutely luzz it at me, I can get out of the way if I want. If I see it coming and think, God, I don't fancy that going down my gullet, I'll move. Okay. What's the worst that happen? The Malteser hits the window behind. Okay, well, that's a good point then. In that case, it's a little bit like a dog at Christmas, this. There you go. There's the Malteser. You want five, right? Well, y- your bet is how many that you will get in out of five. I'm going to go two out of five. Two out of five. I'll give you a big gullet to aim at. I'm sure you will. Thank you. Producer Adam, how many out of five do you think is going to, are going to oh, get in? This is too sexy for me to even think about. Just give us a number. Four. Four out of five. He's, wow. he's very confident. He's got a big mouth, to be fair. Okay, here we, that's enough from you, thank you. Right, here we go. Well, a speaker in the way, though, actually. So I'm going to move a little bit. I'm going to move these chairs. Point in the air to where you want the curve of it to go if it was to land. Coming like this. Coming like this. Uh, I would do underarm. You could do that, yeah. I'm doing underarm. I'm doing underarm. Like we said, overarm would be too much. Here we go. Malteser number one. Enjoying this at home, folks. Here we go. Malteser number one. Oh! oh it bounced in his mouth and bounced out again. Yeah, see, so you're in on the game immediately. You love it. <laughs> OK, here we go. That's I've got me range already. One, two, three. Oh! Oh, it bounced in his mouth. It rimmed me lip. It rimmed his lip and jumped back out again. Here we go. I, I felt like I didn't give enough on that. Here we go, one more. Is it in? Is no, it in? No. Oh, it's gone again. I spilt it, but it did touch my tongue. This every single one so far has been nearly there. If we had to do this on, um, uh, you know, Britain's Got Talent, I would say every single one so far has uh, so far has been just the tiniest little bit short. Short, so I need to go a bit longer. Oh! oh. It again. This honestly, folks, I know you're probably thinking this is ridiculous. Just get on with the show. It's been it's been one a knife edge. Save the last one for the end of the podcast because oh. you've done four. Yes, final Malteser at the end. Now there's an incentive to keep listening. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. We don't want you to think that you're suffering some kind of uh, deja vu episode here. Do you remember yesterday on the show we were talking about what was the worst thing possible to drop after you dropped uh, a jar of marmalade? Thick, thick cut, cut stuff. Thick cut, yeah. <laughs> uh, after the show, obviously many of you uh, download Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway, our podcast. Uh, and we've heard since yesterday from Simon, who has got an amazing story. So we thought we would uh, get in touch. Get 
get him on, chat to him about it, and it's going to take things to the next level. It's concerning M People's legendary Heather Small. How could we resist? <laughs> How could we resist? So uh, <laughs> let's have a chat with Simon. Simon, take away. Tell us what happened. Oh, I'm going back about nearly 30 years. But I was a, a night porter at a hotel in Bradford, uh, and people have been playing. Right. Had a small order, some room service. Um, I can't remember what it was, chicken sandwiches and the like. Uh, up I went. Uh, I'd, I'd only been in the job a couple of weeks. She answered the door. I tried to walk in, and with that, it just, everything just went flying <laughs> all over the floor. Covered the whole floor, chicken sandwiches and crisps and <laughs> coke and all sorts. Oh. And uh, there's me and Heather Small scooping up chicken. <laughs> Do you know what? I love the fact oh. that Heather Small Definitely. helped you scoop up the uh, the room service that you dropped. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was mental. And then she said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I can make you another one if you want. <laughs> And off I went down again and brought another one up about half an hour later. Managed must, not to drop that one. I was going to say, you must have been bricking it second time round. Don't drop this, don't drop oh, this. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, have yeah. disgraced yourself in front of Heather Small from uh, M People. Was this middle of the night or, or early evening? What, what kind of time was this? Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite late on. I think it was about maybe midnight. In fact, it was probably early hours. Cause that's late and That's late to be having chicken yeah. sandwiches and crisps. Gonna, not exactly one night in heaven for Simon, was it? <laughs> it certainly wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> not really, no, not at all, no. But uh, yeah, Sorry. so yeah, they've been playing a gig, so so there it was, yeah. Simon, thank you so much. That is amazing. What a start to the show. This, this is what we've got to talk about this hour then. So, <laughs> stories of when you have disgraced yourself in front of a celebrity. If you've made a fool of yourself in front of someone famous, like Simon did there with his chicken sandwich and Heather Small, <laughs> we want to hear from you tonight. This is the thing, right? Whenever you meet someone like that, you want to impress. What you don't want to do is get up when you've offered to make them a cup of tea and immediately trip over your own headphones <laughs> and fall flat on the floor in front of them. You did a, a Del Boy through the bar. I did indeed, yeah. Uh, the worst one I've ever done was I did a... This sounds like something out of Alan Partridge, but I did a charity cycle ride with the bass player from Kasabian, Chris Edwards. <laughs> Him and his brother were going, like, from one end of the country to the other, and I joined them for the Bristol leg. We had to, yeah. It was awful weather. Uh, they're both lovely chaps, however, but uh, we were, like, cycling down this um, like dual carriageway in Western mm. Supermare. I was absolutely petrified. So I slightly came off the road to go on some gravel, and my uh, racer bike's tyres wouldn't have any grip at all. <laughs> I literally just caned it over there to see if I was OK. <laughs> the weirdest thing happened, because we... we I, I crashed in the village that the drummer lived in. Right. Who's, he's like a West Country guy. And ended up having to have my like knee looked at, and he made me a cup of tea. We're in the drummer's house. It was like some kind of weird dream. But, uh, yeah, I nearly completely uh, uh, folded their attempt to do a whole uh, cycle trip. It's the kind of thing every time you play Kasabian, it's probably just at the back of your mind. Whenever I put any, like the club foot, for example, I could just see myself going over left. I'm going, I'm going again, Chris. Have you disgraced yourself in front of a celebrity? We'd love to hear how, who, why, what, when. Because I shouted abuse at a guy who nearly ran me over with a suitcase trolley at Gatwick Airport. It was Bobby Robson. Oh! I sent my mum to get his autograph. Lovely Bobby Robson saying bad words to him. <laughs> he just wouldn't want to. Makes my heart bleed. Jen says, I met Pele dressed as a football pitch. I was supposed to, but I'm still embarrassed, especially when he stopped to give me a compliment about my costume. <laughs> I can only imagine what she looked like. Uh, Robert, uh, who was it and what happened? I was 
sick whilst attempting to do a skydive over Craig from Big Brother, the winner of the first one, as it was. Um, Craig the Scouser, the well, first ever Big Brother winner. Yeah, it didn't go too well. Then I had to come back down and lay down for an hour because I had a really bad vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> well, so talk us through the situation. Were you sick on him and you're up in the plane? Or when did it actually happen? Yeah, yeah. so Waz was... Um, we was I'd taken off and the instructor was just sort of tightening the straps around me mm-hmm. so then I could attach to him and as he sort of tightened it uh, it pushed on my stomach and I'd been drinking a lot of water and I had a burger before so it didn't really come out <laughs> oh, oh, right. <laughs> he wasn't too pleased he still did the skydives so fair play to him in that respect wow so I mean I don't know how I'd react if someone chucked up over me but how, how did he react um, I don't think he had a very a uh, pleasant look on his face, obviously, because I've just been sick on him, but I was kind of spinning out a little bit, so I haven't got a great recollection of it. In, in terms down. of the hierarchy of phobias, right, I really don't like the idea of someone being sick. You know, think about the school assembly, it's the yeah. worst thing, being yeah. someone being sick next to you, but being sick, uh, someone being sick on you whilst you're trapped in a tiny plane, and the next thing is you're jumping out of the plane, that must be in a nightmare. Fair play to Craig for being composed. Oh, definitely so. Yeah, he showed he was a, a true gentleman about it. In effect, he didn't say anything to me, and I didn't see him when I got back down either. But then, like I say, I was in an ambulance for an hour, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just drove home embarrassed. Have you attempted a skydive since? No, I haven't. I'd like to, but I'm unsure. Well, if Craig's listening now, if you want to get the uh, band back together, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I think I might pass just for now. Out. Actually. Brilliant. That is amazing. Thanks so much, man. Take care. No problem. Thank you very much. What did you do in front of a celebrity where you disgraced yourself? Uh, Julie says, uh, new to waitressing, I bounced Terry Venable's potatoes across his plate. (laughs) What an amazing mental image that is. Oh, I love that. Uh, This text says, I once pushed my way to the front of a queue of people to get an autograph from Freddie Flintoff. Oh, lovely. Said to him, I love you when they think it's all over. Went back to my friend to tell him what had happened and he happily reminded me that it's actually a league of their own. That's going to stay unresolved for that person, isn't it? It's the the worst thing. Uh, We've got uh, Mark on the line. Mark, who did you make a fool of in front of? Uh, Tom Baker, the best Doctor Who. (laughs) Right, so you embarrassed yourself in front of Tom Baker. The details, please, Mark. Yeah, I was in a shopping centre in Newcastle and my gran. I'm busting for a wee, but I can't can't leave the queue. Uh, waited and waited and waited. Can you clarify your age during this for everyone's mental image here, Mark? I was 10. OK. okay. So, 84. And, uh, yeah, got up to him and then it just came out and I went myself round in front of him. But he oh. was absolutely lovely. I gave me extra jelly babies. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. Different time in the 80s, wasn't it, eh? <laughs> you were one of the lucky ones. I was, I was. I might try that again if I'm 18. <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant. Uh, Robin says, I almost knocked Cameron Diaz out at an intimate Justin Timberlake gig at <laughs> Elephant and Castle. <laughs> a fire door was stuck, I kicked it open to hear a scream and it was Miss Diaz, who at my ti- at the time it was my early 2000s crush. Imagine accidentally sparking out your like crush poster on the wall. Just crush. horrendous. That'd be so bad, wouldn't it? Uh, we've got Phil on the line. Phil, you made a fool of yourself in front of, in front of someone famous, right? Well, I didn't. It was my dad. Right. He well, used to um, work on the car park at the Apollo in Manchester, you know the Manchester Apollo, you know it, it's yeah. a music venue, and they used to have a um, smash it tour on there and stuff like that. So they had a Sonic kitten on, um, you know, all the, all the old ones before they got famous, sort of thing. Yeah. So um, Westlife was coming in, and my dad's near the stage door, so he stood there and Shane walks past, and he's holding his shirt, you know, with a hanger, and he drops it, and my dad goes to pick it up, he goes to pick it up, head puts him. <laughs> <laughs> so your dad headbutted Shane from Westlife. 
Yeah, yeah, that's his claim to fame. <laughs> What's your dad's <laughs> name? That, it? What's your dad's name? Call Phil. Phil. Call fa- Phil. Yeah. Same I mean, name as me, Phil. Phil and Phil. And how was Shane yeah. about it? Was he okay? Was he able to perform? Yeah, he was all right. He just laughed it off and just ran in the like stage door and did what he did and performed and everything was all right. So I guess it was sweet. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So just in a quiet moment here of this show uh, and of this podcast, can I just say a big thank you? Uh, I was expecting going on air this evening in this show that you hear... For loads of people to be taking the mickey out of me about Everton's 5-0, 5-0 loss to Spurs last night. Obviously struggling to stay in the league, fighting for survival. We go we go to Spurs, I think, oh, maybe we'll grab a draw. We're 3-0 down before I put the keys in the door to get into the house. <laughs> and do you know what? No one, no one has, uh, there's not been that many, there's a couple of people who have been, someone said he's been, decided to call his missus Everton because she kicks off every 10 minutes. That hurt, but that was before we actually went on air at four o'clock. So I feel during the main bit of the show, everyone has treated me with respect and I just want to thank people for that. Um... I think I, I, I've been genuinely stunned and I think you should take it as a compliment that there is there is love and respect for you that people have chosen not to do that. That's a good point, yeah. Th- um, thanks. Because I I was watching watching some back-to-back Better Call Souls last night. Right. And um, in between the two episodes, I, I checked my phone to see what the score was. Jaw fell to the, the floor. Yep. And I, I, I turned to Natalie and said... Oh, it's going to be a, a tricky one tomorrow. Um, because like, She's not interested in football. No. Uh, you know, but I think I was vocalising my thoughts. She's interested in our welfare, though, she isn't is, she? Yeah, yeah. Yes. She'll like, walk in and she was at Howard's work. And, you know, I'll, I'll always say we had an absolute, you know, bang average show every day. But, um, yeah, it's, it's... I think it is a compliment that people have decided not to talk to you about it. Now, I mean, I've threatened a lot of people on Twitter last night that were being a bit cheeky. Maybe so they're scared. They're scared, so <laughs> yeah. that's kind of helped. I've unfollowed quite a few, <laughs> muted even more, so that's helped. So there's kind of reign of terror with it, but I think it's good to get it out of the way. You know, back to when we get back, like normal people in the office and everything like that, everyone back together. It'd be good if you if you've had a bad football result. Maybe you, you remember that famous Alan Partridge bit where like this, if you go into a funeral, you, you you pass on your commiserations when they're stood at the door. Yeah, that'd be a good way to get it out of the way, wouldn't it? People, people walking into one golden square. I'm stood there in some kind of dark clothing. I'm really sorry to hear what happened with Everton. Hope you're doing okay. Shake of the hand, maybe a donation, and move on. Interesting you say that because I got into the office about three minutes before you today, and there's a very vocal uh, Tottenham supporting member of staff that I yeah. sort of just sat there. And I thought I, I'm almost considering going down to the front door and saying, "Hey, let's just go straight <laughs> up to the third floor today." Avoid him. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's the Tuesday Tombola. As you know, by listening to all the other days of the week of this here radio show, it's a highly planned and prepared show. We know what we're doing six weeks from now. <laughs> five hour. Yeah. Britain's biggest dog. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be brilliant. Um, hang on, that's when you're off on holiday. So I'm lumbered with that. You've got to do it. It's all oh, sold in, enough. mate. Sorry, okay. sponsored everything. So look, here we are. A Tombola. 100 topics, we've no idea. You've no idea, we've no idea. We're not prepped. It's exciting, though, isn't it? It is. It's worried about Britain's big stuff. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. It really is going to be so much fun. Uh, right, OK. It's, it's ball number 30. It happened at 30,000 feet. Oof, aeroplane stories. Aeroplane stories. Or a balloon. Yeah, that balloons could... go that high? I don't know. Have you ever been in a balloon? Uh, uh, nearly did once, and then it was too windy and it wouldn't take off. Are you, I can't imagine, no offence, because we share a, a similar not that keen... Not that keen on aeroplanes. All being up high. Mm. I wouldn't have had you down as being in a balloon. No, I think I had a lucky escape. 
Yeah, like Phileas Fogg there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. You're like one cigarette, manoeuvre your cigarette around from it disappearing. It was a giant lurpak. <laughs> what a way to go, though, if <laughs> something bad was going to happen. Back in my days of local radio, and I'd agreed to uh, go up in a giant lurpak balloon. <laughs> There's our first It Happened at 30,000 Feet story. <laughs> no, there's the thing. I never got above three feet. Oh. Got told by air traffic control it was too windy. Unbelievable. We'll, we'll do, next week, we'll do It Happened at Three Feet. And then your quid's in. <laughs> Particularly being a small man. Uh, so, It Happened at 30,000 Feet. If you were at 30,000 Feet for whatever reason, you have a story that you think we need to hear, so it's a good one, don't just, like, take a flight somewhere and land and it's, you know... I'd be happy to hear that, though, if maybe if you uh, were ahead of time or something. Actually, yeah, it might get us happy to fly again. Tailwind, stuff like that. In fact, we were talking about celebrities earlier on, first hour of the show. Maybe you've sat next to a famous person on yeah. a plane. That'll work. Probably one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me in my entire life happened on a plane, on. right? Uh, I was going across to America. I did my year abroad at uh, UMass in Amherst in Massachusetts. Very nervous, hadn't really done a big journey like that before. I was going with another girl who was in my course at Swansea University. Uh, I can't remember what her name was now, but she was sat on my left and there was a businesswoman on my right as we were taking off. And my mum had given me some tree bore mints to help my ears with uh, popping when you're getting at a certain altitude. Okay, yeah. So as we were taking off, I excitedly offered tree bore mints to the left to the girl that I was going over to uni with. She took one. The businesswoman on my right offered her one. She took one as well. Da, 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 da. We had a bit of a chat. Everyone kind of fell asleep. I woke up about probably about half an hour later and thought, I'll offer everyone a tree bore mint. So I looked to my left, and um, the girl I was at uni with was asleep. Oh, yeah. fair enough. So I swung to my right uh, to offer a tree ball mint to the businesswoman, and the mint jumped out of the pack and landed <laughs> just above her right. okay. chest, shall we say, but on top of her, like... Suit jacket. I feel like this is a sitcom episode, and then you're stressing about What's... the rest of the flight, what to do with the mint. Well, she was still asleep, so she knows they're my tree ball mints, right? So... Look, I've got two options. I either leave it there and pretend to be asleep and then she thinks I've left one for her. Awful. Like you've left a plate with a biscuit for someone Awful. and they're getting in late. Or I attempt, you know, Pink Panther music to try and pluck it off the top of her, her top and I get, you know, arrested. Do you I know what I mean? I think it would be the only time in my life that I would have been hoping for some turbulence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, had to leave, I had to leave it there, pretend to be asleep. She put it in the ashtray. That's, that ages it. And she never spoke to me again for the rest of the trip. Six more hours. So if you can beat that for wow. just being awkward on a plane... You know, forget Samuel L. Jackson snakes on a plane, tree ball mints and awkwardness on a plane. It happened at 30,000 feet. Let's get underway. Chris, what happened? We were coming back from Cyprus on a plane and I walked off to go to the loop. Um, and on the way back, the plane was uh, subject to a near miss, so it dropped about 10,000 feet. And I banged my head on the ceiling of the plane um, as I was walking back to my seat from the loop. It took us two hours to get off the plane back in Manchester. <laughs> Now listen here, Chris. This is this is a story full of great drama for for two very nervous flyers. Um... <laughs> Please, Chris. Was it all right in the end? Onto the back of the seat with one hand because I couldn't understand why I was up in the air. <laughs> wow, I mean, people pay people pay good money for that whole weightlessness thing. Do you know what I mean? But... Yeah, yeah. Now they did. Yeah, they probably did in the past, mate. But cracky, but I don't want to do it again. Not good. <laughs> wow. Well, you, this this entire conversation is like one of those programs I avoid on Channel Five about aircraft. <laughs> You've just confirmed thing. another five years of uh, holidays in Prestatin and a static caravan for yeah, me. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not not going too far anywhere. And it's, um, the other one was I came back from Egypt on a on a um, air ambulance. That wasn't so clever because I got bro two broken knees. But that's another story. Do you know what? I think there's a pattern emerging here. It's not. Necessarily the plane, I think it might be you. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Hi guys, it's Nelly from Oxford here. I was on a flight to Turkey to play golf a few years ago and had not noticed who was on our plane until I was queuing for the toilet. Suddenly the door opened and out walked the guy that I had sacked a couple of months before. Oh, he looked rather sheepish. Super awkward. But he did. Uh, Stuart and Berry was uh, sharing, a, here's one for the kids, sharing a flight with Frank Carson. God bless him. <laughs> okay, so he's on a flight to New York. A head appears from a first class curtain. It is Frank Carson. He shouts out, it's a cracker. <laughs> Tumbleweed. Oh, Poor Frank. <laughs> God bless him. Uh, we got Jim on the line. Jim, uh, tell us your story about 30,000 feet. I was on a flight back from um, Hong Kong and um, just prior, I, I decided to go into a market, Kowloon. They were selling these hooky kind of watches and stuff like that and there was quite a nice one. I thought, oh, well, that looks nice. Got on the plane and when it pressurises as it goes up and up and up. Um, I'm sitting there with my tray and my G&T or whatever it might be, and um, <clears throat> I'm just like looking at my lovely new purchase, which as I said only cost me about £5 if that, and um, thinking, well, this is this is nice, and, um, and then all of a sudden it exploded, and the <laughs> The face of it, I mean, it was like one of those things out of Mission Impossible. The face, the glass just blew off, <laughs> the hands blew off, <laughs> and the glass just threw it away. So, yes. As Did I you say, keep the receipt? Uh, well, I would say <laughs> that, that, that you, you do not get receipts in Kowloon Market in Hong Kong. <laughs> We had a slow start, a little bit like a plane taxiing, but we are cooking now, aren't we? We are, and thankfully, um, not everything now is is stories of of gross turbulence, because yeah. otherwise, it would just you and I will be marooned on this island for never. We'll, we'll never leave anywhere. Never fly again. Obviously, we've we've all had the cover. All you fear, you know, other fear of flying people. The COVID <laughs> thing's been alright for us, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, we can't. It's a shame no one's been able to fly. What a nightmare. <laughs> Now it's getting back to normal and we're all panicking. But this text is interesting. It said, I was dozing uh, just before takeoff and I accidentally grabbed the leg of a female passenger next to me as we were taking off, giving her a reassuring squeeze of the thigh, thinking it was my partner who was actually sat across the aisle from me. <gasps> Luckily, the lady was understanding. Being a US flight, I might have been tasered by the air marshal. Some brilliant stuff been coming in with some amazing celebrities uh, that have been spotted. I've got Steph on the line. Who did you spot? Uh, I went for a cigarette and saw Madge Bishop and spoke <laughs> about that till I got on the plane and then Coolio was there. Wow, what a double bubble of celebrity. <laughs> of a very specific era. Madge Bishop in the... Where specifically was she having a burn? In Gatwick, at the smoking area. That's not there anymore, obviously. Amazing, the glamour of that. And then you get on the plane, and who sat behind you? Coolio. Amazing. Um, did Madge Bishop get on the same flight as Coolio? No, that was really annoying. No. That would have been quite some VIP. Well, imagine that. Imagine that. Good. And did, did you get to chat to Coolio, or what did you no, observe we were, about him? We were ushered past him quite quickly, but he had a very big entourage with him. Amazing. Gangster's Paradise, and he was that in play, business class, obviously. It was. Richie did a great joke there as well, which... Uh, I said it was Gangster's Paradise, that plane. It really was. <laughs> That's Poetry Tuesday night up, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> the Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Welcome back, folks. Whoa, what high drama. Four of the Maltesers out of five have bounced around Richie's rim of his lips and his tongue have bounced back out again. One final Malteser to get in. Let's see if he can do it. Are you ready, Richie? Yeah. It's in. It's in. It's in. It's in. It's in. Look at that. It's chocolate in his mouth. That is chocolate in his mouth. Oh, I've just broken Lent.